0: You are listening to the She Salt Podcast. I am your host, Kathy Lighton, and my co-host are Shana Sony and Leah Fox. We are three women in our 50s, all with stories to tell and vast perspectives. We are everything from lifelong yogis, Reiki master, NASA scientist, helicopter pilot, life coaches, and plant medicine enthusiast. This podcast's goal is to add feminine flavor to every subject under the sun, from sexuality to out-of-body experiences. We have you covered. Follow and listen along. everyone and welcome to another episode of she salt today is a um, um, kind of a serious subject for us it's a it's titled life is hard uh, we do try to be pretty positive on these podcasts most of the time or at least helpful in a positive manner uh, but every now and then the world situation or things in life remind us that life is hard you know life, throws things at us that we have to deal with and that we have to sort through and we have to work through and all of those things. So that's the title of today's podcast. And this is um, a subject that Shanaz is going to mainly be speaking on today, and she's going to lead us through this. And I'll chime in when I have something to share or something to add. So Shanaz, welcome. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for... Thank you for this opportunity and for this podcast. Sure, sure. So tell us what led you to this, this one today.
1: Yeah. So what led me to this one today is that, you know, I, you know, we all live a life and I think every single person, if you truly ask them, none of us are free from challenges of life. And uh, lately I kind of felt like I had a challenge that really saddened me to the core of my heart. And I want it to be as real as we all are about that. Yes, you know, we all want to do the best in our life. I mean, I am writing a book on quantum being. I am teaching quantum manifestation. I truly believe that we can make our life way better than it is. At the same time, I'm not denying the fact that there is challenges all around us and there are things happening in our life that's so disheartening that sometimes it makes us feel like we go all the way to the basement and we feel very like we feel like we need somebody to truly make us uh, give us some strength so we can live. And and recently I had encountered something that happened to one of my very close family member. And it actually happened on Sunday evening. And um, I was actually visiting Florida to a friend's house and I was in my own, um, you know, exploring places and stuff and uh, um, around 4 a.m. in the morning, uh, Karachi, Pakistan time, uh, five uh, Pathan, basically. Pathan is like kind of they're the people who are mostly from northern part of Pakistan and they are very, uh, you know, they're very well built and they're very physically strong people. And general Pakistani, you know, like girls would look like me. Right. And the guys are average five, seven. So these are these guys are more like six foot and they are very well built and they usually have jobs that are more laborious. They're not literate people. Majority of the time, they don't have a higher literacy. So it's a very interesting difference between the two type of people in Pakistan, right? One yeah. that are medium-sized and they're more literate and they're more intellectual and mental. And then the other one is more physical and, and they have a different type of strength. But five of them loaded with Clash and Coves and all of that, they entered into um, my relative's house at four in the morning and then they basically... They basically everybody was sleeping, right? It's 4 a.m. in the morning, so um, the man of the household is always gets attacked, right? Because they they are always going to go after the man. So there was a man, and there were two women, and a one one young boy. And what they did was they completely sheeted up the woman, uh, so covered them up so that they cannot hear or see anything. And then they were basically beating the hell out of the man and dragging him every part, every corner of the house so that they can just mug him completely. And that's what they did and the thing that was that was so i mean you know because when i when i talked to when i talked to him he was telling me that he thought it was a dream because you know i mean he's sleeping right so and then suddenly he wakes up and he's getting beaten up by all these five people uh, they're in the house they broke through the window they came through that and they took every single thing that he owned his lifetime saving every single thing like they even took money out of the wallet i mean it was horrible so all that happened in that 40 minutes they were there and it's kind of, a, it's kind of, um, I would say, more of a synchronicity in a, in a way that right around the time my, my um, relative was going through all this um, torture in a way and um, extreme, you know, trauma, I ended up falling down uh, while I'm in Florida visiting a friend and my skull hits the concrete and I... I mean, it was the most loudest sound I've ever heard, and it was so loud that my friend thought that she has to take me to the hospital. And even I, but I stayed very quiet. I was very proud of my um, behavior. And then I asked her to get me some ice, and uh, she and I wanted to actually sleep, of course. And she's like, "No, no, no, you're not sleeping," because she was worried about concussion. Right. So I'm going through my own pain and all that, and at the same time, and I noticed the time when it all happened to him uh, and my and the family and my family. I was like, wow. I mean, this is quantum entanglement, right? I mean, there was something going on that I had to channel that pain through my own processing, while what he went through was something I don't want any enemy or any uh, buddy to go through. And I think the reason I wanted to share this story, not just to say that, okay, yeah, uh, it, it was it was really sad and tragic what happened to that family, but the tra- the the problem is. these type of things happens more frequent than not over there and especially right like currently the the condition in pakistan is not very positive because the leader the prime minister is not the one that majority of the people would want him to be and that has created a lot of disharmony among people right so now you know how it is right it just multiplies the disharmony multiplies and then I was on the phone with my mom today, and then she told me that one of my cousins also got robbed just yesterday. Right? But his hers was a little different story. Hers was more like they own a jewelry store. So they just completely wiped it off clean. So now they also lost everything. So the thing is that this is, this is very tragic. And I guess the reason I'm sharing, and I know majority of the listener don't live in third world country, but what I'm saying is that we truly want to protect ourselves from any kind of, you know, like this type of fall of civilization, right, where people can get away with something like this. And not only that, the very fact that these families are not going to go to the police because police is corrupted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that to me is a really messed up situation. It's, it's a sad situation. Um, I don't know a lot about the government of Pakistan, but is this an elected, do they elect their leaders? Is this a democracy? Or is it supposed to
1: be? (laughs) It's supposed to be. I think that it's so corrupt that they all know that it's pretty much, because the fact that everybody wanted a certain person and that did not happen pretty much says that there's something else running the show.
0: Mm. Yeah, well it's, you know, in in the smaller or the less fortunate countries, third world countries it's, I think a lot of that's for show anyway, like the elections are for Mm. show, like it doesn't always work out the way that people might like it to, right? There's a lot of politics, world politics, and a lot of other things involved, I'm sure.
1: Right, right. And that is the thing, right, that there is like so much, like, the, like when you talk about that, right, first of all, we don't even know if our vote counts. That's what you're saying. And then, then we also don't know what we're seeing in the leader is that truly the leader is truly that
0: person. Right yeah right yeah, so have, yeah he could be problems. a puppet <laughs> it could be a puppet person right right exactly
1: because it could be that they're very good in uh acting uh, or creating the perception so everybody loves them but they may not truly be the person we think that they are right so there is yeah. a there well is that's that true
0: that's true in, in our own country with politics i mean we we you know i mean they're they're figureheads for and their agendas Aren't often even their own agendas. It's whatever, whoever's paying them or wherever you know their best interest lies, is what gets taken care of. I think that's true everywhere. I think just here we've got to a place to where we're only going to tolerate so much, and the people are still somewhat in charge. Whereas in your your country where you come from, that the people don't have much say in anything and there's corruption everywhere everywhere right so how (laughs) do how do they how do people there try to protect themselves from this what what options do they have
1: that is a good question and i think that right now i'm really concerned about that right based on what i'm noticing that it's happening more more than not i think the main option they have is that they can't be too visible right so this family that I, i shared a story about They do live in a in a house and the house is when you live in a house, you become a target. I mean, but, you know, I mean, so are we not supposed to follow our livelihood? Right. So they live in a beautiful house. So it's almost like a crime that if you live in a house means you can afford that. So therefore, you're going to have you're going to have something. Uh, The other thing is that this family did not believe in banks, so they did not put anything in bank. Now, apparently, there is a very high chance that all these people who, who did that, If they knew, if somebody knew that. Right. I mean, that is the possibility, too. So there's all that stuff. Now, the thing is that when I was living, um, you know, I had lived in a house and most of my life I lived in an apartment. But there was a very short time I lived in a house. And even then, we had a robbery in our house ourselves. And when the robbery happened, my dad called the police and then the police took my dad and then he was in prison. Right. So because of that experience, I can see that why these families are not going towards the police, even though that happened, like I would say, probably like um, 30 years ago. But the fact of the matter is, and it's very tragic, that things may not have as, as much improved as it should be. Right. It's been 30 years ago, the story that I shared. Yeah. But I think going back to at the time when I was living in a house, we had a dog, which was our protection dog and it helped a little bit deter people because you know people it's not very common to have animals back home the only time you have animal is for protection so when you do have an animal it becomes a good deterrent right. so i would say that that can be a that can be one thing the other thing is that nowadays people can do alarm system the only thing with alarm system it will make a lot of noise but there's nobody coming to save you because there's no 911. yeah you see my point
0: So do they, I I like here, we can own a a weapon, we can own a gun, we have the right to protect our, our property and our home. I guess that's not applied there.
1: It's not that common because the thing is, and if you think about it, Kathy, in this particular scenario, if five people come barged in when there's only one man, plus that one man is sleeping, even if that man has tons of weapons somewhere stored, there's nothing that person can do when he's not even awake and he's getting beaten up and tortured by five people who are much bigger than him. Plus they have weapons. So it's a, it's an act of surprise, right? There's a surprise there. Plus they're powerful. They have weapons. And even if you have weapons, they probably would take it away. And so it's kind of like the weapon would not help in this particular scenario. I think once somebody is already barged in your house, yeah. all odds are against you, unless you have a military training and you're extremely like, you know, mission impossible, something right, like that. Right.
0: But, yeah now are are you allowed to own weapons there is the average person allowed to own weapons you are allowed
1: to own weapons is what i heard when i asked my mom that because that was the first thing came in my mind yeah i was said that yes except that weapons don't do a lot when they generally when people come with so much more weapons than you have
0: yeah and the thing about owning a gun or carrying a gun i've carried a gun i you know i've been a victim of assault. And for a while, I carried a gun for protection. And the only thing about carrying a weapon is there's two things you need to know and be ready for. One, know how to use it. You need to know how to use it. And two, be confident in in your ability to use it. Because if you pull a gun out on anyone, do not hesitate Do not hesitate. If you pull a gun out on someone, be willing to use it. You're not wielding a gun on someone to threaten them or to scare them. You're pulling a gun out on someone to protect your life, and that may mean killing someone else. So if people are really hesitant with a weapon or if they're like, guns scare me, then don't own one. Because chances exactly. are it can be turned against you very, very quickly. Um, you know, predators are going to sense your hesitation with a gun. And if they don't have a gun, they're going to take yours away from you. And now they have one. <laughs> so oh, my... definitely,
1: definitely becomes more weapon for them. But as I said, in yeah. this case, they were like loaded with weapons, right? Because they came with the intention that they had no, there was no losing on their part, plus five of them versus one person, right? right? So there were a lot of odds against in that scenario. So in that scenario, I think that the only thing you can do is damage control once it happens. And right now, like, uh, you know, my family is considering relocating. They're considering getting an alarm. They are considering a lot of, I mean, they're relooking at their entire life. First of all, their entire saving is gone. So they completely recreate the life that they have been living all these years. Yeah. So it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty tragic event for them and it completely puts them in a in a place where they have to look at every single aspect of move
0: forward from here on. Yeah. I hate that. I'm really really sorry. I am. I mean, I wish I could do something myself to make it better for people. Um but you know, this goes back to the title of this podcast life is hard you know, and everyone that's listening to this is probably going through something, maybe not this drastic, but we all have things that happen. And I think the the message you're trying to portray to people here is, one, you're raising awareness for what's happening in your homeland, but two, that sometimes life is hard, that things happen that we have to question why. Like, why did this happen? Why did this happen to someone I love? Why did this happen to me? I've been a good person. They've worked hard their whole lives. They didn't deserve this. And and although all of those things are true, I've learned that one thing that you, it does you no good to say, why me? Ever? Because why not you? Why not you? You know, I've been I've been doing this the past two weeks. I got in a, a bicycle accident that was pretty bad, and my knee snapped. And I need and I'm a very physical person. I I do five miles a day. I do yoga every day. I work out every day. Fitness is my it, it it's a passion. And I knew I just screwed up my leg. <laughs> and for two weeks, I, I, you know, I was like, it, I, I was, I, I didn't say why me, but it came up like, what did I do for, to deserve this? you know? And then it reminded me of the lesson I've learned about why not you? you know, why are you any better? Or what makes you so think you're, you're better than any other person in this world that that bad things just don't happen to you? We're human. You know, things happen, the world spins, there's inertia, there's, there's the grand scheme of things, we don't know what's to come. But we can choose how to deal with it. Right. So I don't say, why me anymore? I say, okay, this happened to me. How am I going to gracefully get through this as best as possible? And maybe use it to help someone else along the way. So, you know, I've decided with this journey I'm on, I have to have surgery. It's it's a it's a big deal. My knee is literally torn apart. Um, they're going to have to rebuild it. My recovery is going to be six to nine months. Um, oh, my god. And uh, my lifestyle is going to change a little bit as far as what I do and where I go and you know things like that. But I've 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 figured out a way. I'm mapping a way to still do everything I love to do, just do it differently. And I've I've put myself in a mindset that I'm going to come out of this better, stronger, and fitter than I was before this happened. So I think if we can go and even for for this. This family that you care so deeply for. They can come out of this wiser, better protected. um, and, And thank God they weren't more seriously hurt. So they can they can come out of this better than they were now. And what was taken from them can be replaced it can be replaced. And maybe maybe some lessons were learned. Like, maybe I do need an alarm system. Maybe I do need a dog. Maybe I need to look into a safe bank account. You know, maybe I need to, to not get comfortable in this country, so comfortable in this country, in this life, where I need to be a little more aware. You know, I mean, so so there's got to be a good way that this can be turned so that they learn from it and they're safer. They're safer. Because when you told me this story, you know, the first thing I thought was, oh my God, what about the women? Were the women okay? Because, it, you know, in some of these countries, they will take those women. They will rape those women. They will, they will have no mercy, you know? Right. And, the, and the fact that this man lived through this and is somewhat intact and these women weren't harmed and the child wasn't harmed then we have a lot to be grateful for a lot so i think if they sit down and and get over the shock and and team together and, and come up with a plan I, and and with your help you mm-hmm. know because i got i have a feeling you're someone these people look to for some some advice and some guidance right
1: Right. And that is the thing, right, that they don't have a counseling system over there or any kind of like, you know, therapy to go through trauma or trauma processing. But I actually was working with them in terms of giving them like, especially the man, I was like saying that, you know, you went through not just the physical torture. You went through mental, physical, emotional, sure. spiritual. I mean, you were attacked in every which way, plus your entire livelihood and yeah. he actually even told me that at one point he thought that he's just gonna die. So he was like accepting death. Yeah. But then the problem is these women rely on men over there because of a very patriarchal culture. So if the man dies, the man of the household, it messes up everybody who's alive. Because yeah. their life is not going to be simple and easy. So yeah, there was there was a lot of learning in that whole ordeal. And I think that I wanted to I wanted to make sure that we all kind of have to know that whatever happens with one person. Ultimately, we have to do our best to help that one person. Now, one good thing that happened that really made me realize that how people of Pakistan are truly good people is that everybody who learned about it, they were coming with food and money. They were basically coming and they were sending their wives to kind of talk to the woman to give them a little bit of a, you know, like a a support, like a moral support. And that to me is an example of love because this is when they really, truly, they have nothing, right? So anything you bring is kind of like, they're going to remember them for lifetime, sure. people who are going to help them in this scenario right now, right? And that's that's the test for humanity is that, you know, like life is hard and like people are going through things, but we all have to come together to help each other because, and even help them brainstorm what the possible solutions are, like you said, Kathy, right. There are all these ways to kind of solve the problem. And I think that that is what we all have to start doing more so than not. Because one thing I've noticed about living in America, that there isn't a lot of camaraderie among people. Like, you know, a lot of time, majority of the people are all in their own lives. I mean, the only time we became a little bit closer because everybody was homebound. So they had to become a little bit more close to their surrounding. But for the most part, everybody lives their own life. Majority of the people are always on the phone. So they never interact with real human beings. So it's like a Wally movie going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, I think that's that's one thing in a country like Pakistan and other places where their greatest asset is each other. They have to rely on one another, especially in times of need. So that's beautiful, you know, that they know that their their community is there for them and to help them. And, and in a lot of ways, I envy that, like they have that connection with one another. And, you know, I mean, we, we're going to do a podcast sometime on divine timing and the way that things happen. And we we have to understand that things are unfolding In a time and in a way, generally, for generally, not always. I mean, I believe generally for the greater good, but you know, I look at incidents in my life who, in times when something seemed so hard and devastating, but when you look back at it in retrospect, Wow, had that not happened, when that happened, all of these events now in my life might not have played out the way they had, and I wouldn't have the understanding and the knowing and the knowledge and the people in my life that I have now. Um, so, you know, maybe they can look at this incident in the, in the future once they can look back on it with some reflection and, and appreciate where it's got them. Because, you know, had this not happened now, more than likely in that country, it would have happened eventually. And it could have been much worse. I mean, it could have been many more things taken from them. It could have been a different set of men who intended more harm. But now they know what to expect. They know, and they're going to learn how to take care of themselves a little bit better. And, and maybe the community will tighten up. Maybe they can do a community watch you know things that there's got to be some answers that can be made I mean you know they could do a community watch sort of thing I don't know if they even know what that is maybe that's something you could bring up to them you know like right so. yeah because that was one of my biggest concern that has other people know about this because like
1: especially because they live in a house and there are people in a house and over there also when you live in a house then the People are far away from each other, so it's not the same. But when you live in a one building, which is where they used to live, then everybody knows everybody, everybody protects everybody. So you're more protected when you live in an apartment setting. And they are actually seriously thinking of moving back into that setting because they were living most of their life, they live like that. And they came into a house just a few years ago. So this incident has completely messed them up. They don't want to, they don't feel safe.
0: Yeah. And safety is very important. I mean, to, I mean, to be violated in your home where you're supposed to be safe has got to be incredibly traumatic. And um, I don't think, you know, if, if they feel safer, not in a home than in a house, then having a house isn't that important, right? But your safety and feeling, <laughs> feeling like you can sleep in peace is really very important, so.
1: And that was why, that was the biggest thing that right after it happened and I I was checking on them and and then he was saying that I'm so scared to sleep, right? Yeah. And I was like thinking, that, my God, that is just so, and I said that, you know, it makes sense for you to be scared because I mean, look what happened. I mean, it was so unexpected, right? And um, yeah, so it is.
0: it is, life is hard. Life is hard. <laughs> Life is hard, but you know what? We can do hard things. We were put here to do, do these things. We were put here to go through these things and learn from these things and to help other people go through their things, right?
1: Right. And that is the thing, like
0: when you were sharing your story about how, you know, like, I mean, like with your
1: accident, recent accident, right? Now you have to go through all that. And I can relate that with my, uh, and you were there with, for me, by the way, when I was in a hospital with shingle, right? Just yeah, that in 2019, was terrible. right? Yeah. And the whole year, I mean, it, it, it started with something simple and kept getting worse and worse. And I have to say that, yeah, I mean, just to learn how to walk and all of that journey was so intense for me. But at the same point, there was a lot of self-reflection. It was almost like something, you know, because it was a very big pattern changer, right? And and you're going to go through that and you're very aware of yourself. But it, it's it's like there's a never-ending journey of self-reflection. Yeah. But it becomes more powerful when our physical body is impacted to the point where we can't do basic things that we want to do in our lives. Like, you know, for you, everything, your routine is is changing. And, and, and that to me means that it's it's uh, like in a way yes it's a, it's hard while you're going through it but i can assure you because i've been there is that when you come out of it you are like you're so different than before like even like in a in a good way that you're like wow i mean the amount of wisdom you're going to you're going
0: to gain yeah is and, amazing. and i think i've learned that and i think i knew that instantly like when this happened i i i remember coming i knew it was bad i mean i, I heard it i felt it Um, I had a week before I could get my MRI and I couldn't use it at all. I was on crutches. And then I had a week after the MRI before I saw the doctor yesterday and he walked in and I could just see it all over his face. Like, it's not good news, you know, and he's like, dear, you have. Torn your ACL and your meniscus and you bruise this and we're going to do surgery and you're going to have a long recovery and you know he was you know and I I, but I knew all this before I went there I knew that I knew what had happened you know I didn't know the details of what was broken but I knew it was it wasn't the same and I, I told myself well it was about time something happened <laughs> You know, because when you go through, you know, I've learned with life that it's not going to be smooth sailing all the time. It's not. And it's not going to be (laughs) it's not going to be all fun all the time. People are going to hurt you. Things are going to happen. You know, there's it's going to happen because we're once we get to a place where we're really not learning anything about this game called life then life is going to happen and that's where it's time for you to learn a new lesson and it was this was time for me and and I look at it like okay this is this is the lesson I'm in, I'm I'm intended to learn a lot here so I'm just going to be an open sponge about it I'm going to have the best attitude I can have about it and And be open to receiving whatever this is, you know, whatever this is. And be thankful it wasn't worse because I could have been killed. I mean, there was a car involved, you know, there was traffic. uh, I could have been ran over. I mean, I could have been injured much worse. So all things considered, I'm I'm someone who is so fortunate to have good health care. I have great health care. That's good. I can I can take care of this so that it doesn't affect me for the rest of my life. Um, So, you know, they say it's, it's not so much always about what happens to you. It's the attitude you have about it that makes the difference.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree. Because even when my skull hit the concrete, like it was so painful. Mm. And I have to tell you, Kathy, that I've never experienced that. So part of me was saying that, wow, what an experience, right? I mean, it was very painful, but I was kind of putting like, it's like one more experience added in my repository. So in a way, I was very aware, just like you. And I was very much like calm. And my only goal was that I hope there's no brain injury inside because I pretty much use my brain for
0: everything. So... (laughs) We all do, but you do a little bit more. You know, I I heard that injury before. So we were in um, Key West and Mm. it was hot and it's just concrete everywhere. You know, you're walking down Duval Street and uh, this little girl, I bet she was about three. She was on some concrete steps and she fell and her head hit the concrete like a melon. And all you heard was a crack. And it, it literally, I was unsettled for a solid month. I mean, I just kept hearing that. And I just wanted to know if that child was okay, because she just started screaming. And it was just one of those sounds that haunted me, that I wished I had never heard that. And I was like, the sound of a skull crack is something I I never want to hear again.
1: Yeah, that was the sound it made in my case, too. And the thing is that if that person that you're talking about, if they were younger, because the younger you are, the more uh, the less like you're able to bounce back for whatever reason. Right. Just like the baby, because when you drop the baby, they usually nothing happens to them. Ultimately, because of the uh, the fluid that they have inside there, I think it protects them. So, yeah, I, I made a very loud sound. I mean, my my friend was just thinking, oh, my God, she has to call 911 and stuff. Um, And even I was like, I I asked her, like, please look, what do you see? She said, yeah, I see blood. And I'm like, do you see a cut? Is it like something we need to sew? You know, so I'm asking her like a rainbow, all the questions, because
0: I couldn't see myself. Plus, I said, I just want to sleep. She's like, no, 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 you're not sleeping today. So I, I, when you told me this, I told you to go to the doctor. You did, right?
1: Yes, I did go to the doctor and then she performed the concussion test on me. And she was uh, because based on everything I told her, she, she thought I need a you know, I need an MRI of the brain too. Like she wanted to be just very sure. But when she did a whole bunch of different testing on me and she said that based on that, she also did a memory testing on me. Like, you know, they give you certain words and then ask you again whether you remember. So she was testing everything going through the list. She said, based on everything I see right now, I think that you are, you know, it was all physically impacted,
0: which is why it hurt you so much, but it didn't go internal and which is good. But just keep an eye on yourself. If anything strange happens, bad headaches or anything you know just be aware but goodness but yeah Yeah. life is hard and shit happens and (laughs) um, you know uh, you know I I mean you know I mean look at just look at the world you know look at these school shootings and you know all of these these poor immigrants that are trying to get into the country and life is hard you know and and, and when something happens to you, don't go to why me, go to, you know, like, on, on a grand scale, are you okay? Is this something you can recover from? Because there's so much more atrocities in the world, you know. Um, and if you're okay, and if your loved ones are okay, and you're going to live to see another day, and you're intact, then be grateful you know, and, and work through it and pray for the ones that 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 have it worse, you know, that life is so much harder for, or the ones that don't make it through these things, right? These these children, these these immigrants, these people that are innocent you know, just, we're all innocent to these things in life. Like you, this family you're talking about, weren't asking for this, you know, I, I didn't want to be injured. You know, I never wanted any of these things that have happened to happen, but they happen. That's the world we live in. And, and that's, that's the way of the universe. That's. That is
1: actually true because it's a cycle. Like you said, like you were almost, like you knew that, okay, your life has been a little too good to be true. It needs to get some kick in the ass for you, right? Yeah. And I think that we we are we do live in a cyclic world. It is the fact life happens, shit happens, and they say that what doesn't break you makes you stronger. So that's that's the statement that we want to live by because everything that has happened to mm-hmm. Kathy, you, and me, and 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 it has been pretty uh, dramatic and and tragic and in, in its own way. But at the same point, we have come out stronger than before every single time right and I think that that one message is definitely something we want to say because we want to keep our you know we uh, empowerment is one of our goal and we want to say that
0: that's definitely the ultimate message no matter what well I, I think when things like this happen you have you have you actually have choices you have two choices you can either learn from it and come out stronger and better or you can be bitter and you can be resentful and and if you choose that route, not only are you not going to learn anything, stuff's going to keep happening to you. It's not things. Not, I mean nobody. It, nobody is going to go through life without things happening to them. And if you live in a in a in a hole and you refuse to be a part of the world because you're afraid of things happening to you, then you're not living. You're existing. And those are two different things. We have to go out into the world. We have to live a life. We have to interact with people. We have to take chances. We have to take chances. I will ride a bike again. I'm not going to be afraid to ride a bike again because I had a bicycle wreck. You know, um, this family that, that this happened to, they have to continue to live a life. They can't live in fear. They have to move on from this and learn from it. And... We just, you have a choice, either be bitter and learn nothing and live in your own hell or be positive, learn from it as you are intended to and keep trucking on, keep trucking on. Life is hard, but life is good if you, if you choose for it to be. Right. And how you react to your
1: circumstances, the hard challenges that comes in your life is what truly is what you're here Right. Is that is the key thing that everybody needs to know that we all have shit happen to us. We just have to make sure that we still smell like a rose and we
0: can. Yeah, I I think, you know, especially in this country or in privileged countries, not just this country, but in privileged countries, we're also spoiled. And when things start happening that we don't like, you know, and keep in mind, I don't like the price of gas, and I don't like inflation and grocery prices going up and and this chaos that we're living in every day, and it just seems to be getting more and more chaos. I don't like any of that either, but I have to take things into perspective. You know, like, life is hard. This is something we're going through at this place and time in the world right now, and there's something to be learned from it. Is anybody paying attention? Is anybody learning or are we all just bitching, just bitching about it? And I think in general, we're just bitching about it. You know, gas prices are high. Well, what are our other options? Let's let's look at that. Let's figure that out, because maybe gas prices aren't going to go back down. So maybe we need to make different choices. Uh, Food is expensive. Maybe we need to start buying from local farmers and growing a garden and, and, you know, changing our eating habits and not eat shit all the time and then paying a huge amount of money to buy shit and eat it. You know, I mean, I get, I think about it sometimes and I'm like, right now life is hard for a reason. And all of these things are happening so we can figure different ways different ways around it. You know, the whole, everything that's going on with the Supreme Court and the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I'm upset about it. Some people are glad about it. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. There's an answer here. There's something that can be done here. There's, there's, there's ways that we can come to an understanding here. Or there's ways around things that everybody can get what they need. You know, I mean, I believe the universe, when there is something that needs to be addressed, it will boil until it's addressed. And th- that's and, and that's just, I believe, where we are right now. You know, like everybody wants to bitch and complain and be angry and be upset. But nobody wants to really sit back and go, what do we need to do to change this? Like, and I'm sure there are people are out there that are doing that, that are thinking that and going that. But if we don't calm down as a, as a number at large, it's not going to get much better for, for a long time.
1: No. And it can get worse, which is the concern. Like I don't want 1984 to happen with us. So one of the things that you said, Kathy, and maybe we can definitely emphasize on that is that people who are wanting to solve the problems, right? Like let's be on a solving problem mindset. Let's come together with all the people who have great ideas. Let's come up with ideas that truly helps a lot of people. And and I know that there are organizations in place to do all this, but it's pretty obvious when things are not going smoothly, that truly it's not going the way it needs to go, right? So there's something missing in that and maybe like people like you and me, if we we can all come together. And I think that that is the one thing I want to leave with, that life is hard. However, we have to all work together, help each other when the bad thing happens to a person or a family. And also at the same time, people who do have ideas, like Kathy, you have many ideas on how to solve the problem. I have many ideas to solve the problem. Maybe we can come together and truly solve it in a way that it gets eradicated forever and not just keeps lingering forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think in particular, like women, issues like women with women, issues that involve women and and their lives and their freedoms and their bodies. If we can quit yelling at each other and being polarized and and separated and and divided, then we could really work out a lot of things. I mean, a lot of things. And there's this quote um, that I, and I can't think of who said it. I'll see if I can find it. But basically it says, I can't hear your words over your actions. And I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson. I think that's who it was. Okay. So you're not talking about the one that says actions speak louder than words. no. This one's different. It's a different spin on it. He said, "It's I can't, I can't hear your words over your actions." Meaning, if you're, if you're just irate, let me see if I can find it. If you're just irate and out running amok, I can't hear what you have to say. You know, because you're not articulating it. You're, you're enraged. You're enraged, and I that one really that stuck with me a little bit. I was like, because I was a little enraged the past few days and, and I was posting things and, you know, just, just doing things and things, but I wasn't, I wasn't speaking in a way that was kind or a way that was helpful. Right. I was just, using action that wasn't helpful. I wasn't thinking about what I really needed to say. And I read it and I went, okay, I've got to calm down. (laughs) I've got to be the person that I know I I can be. And I've got to think of of how I want to articulate what I have to say. Here it is. It says, your actions speak so loud. I cannot hear what you are saying Ralph Waldo Emerson. So, you know, everybody's out there protesting, which I I don't oppose, but everybody's out there protesting and screaming and yelling and in each other's faces. Nobody hears you when you're doing that. Nobody hears you. They just you're just screaming and making noise. Calm down. What do you really have to say? Like what's coming from your heart? What do you have to say from there? What's coming from your intelligence? You know, combine the two. It's like I told you that that time. Put your intellect and your and your and your heart. Put what you know in your head and what you feel in your heart together. And what is that? That's where the wisdom is. So right. I just right. thought- and it's funny because I was having a little
1: conversation with one of my yoga buddies this morning, and I said it's good to know where you are going rather than keep going. So I think I feel like it's the same thing you're saying in a way. It's good to know where you're going rather than keep going. So a lot of people just follow the crowd uh, on whatever uh, rage and whatever situation is, rather than seeing okay, what do we truly want to get out of it? Or what is what
0: is the goal? What is my true intention? Or how can I, just as one person, how can mm-hmm. I make a difference in that mm-hmm. situation? Is it is it speaking on a podcast? Is it starting some sort of campaign? Is it, what can I do? And even if it's a small thing, if everybody did one small thing. Oh,
1: definitely. That's how you make a minus, the minuscule change, right? Everybody makes quantum minuscule change. And and that's how we all come together like an ocean. And that's the fact, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So don't just rage or, or don't feel sorry for yourself or don't just why me or, you know, none of that. Just sit back and say, Because you can't undo what has been done. We can't go back and change it, but we can look at how to make things better moving forward. Exactly. And there's where the intention comes in, rather than not even having a plan and you're just angry and everybody else is angry and you're fueling a fire that needs to be put out.
1: Exactly. Because in the process, what you're doing is not only that you're not solving the problem,
0: you're creating more problems. Yes. Which, which is the plan for people that are trying to create this division. I mean, everybody wake up, open your eyes, look, look, look at what's going on. If the more divided we are, the more it's working, the more it's working. So feel your, yep. feel your rage, sit down with it, listen to it, what does it have to say to you, validate it, and then create a plan, and then let it, let it rest. Let the rage rest and go forward with some sort of intelligent plan rather than just anger.
1: Yes. Right, or you can channel your rage in a way that it doesn't harm anybody else, right? If you want to punch some bags, go and do that. Yeah. Or if you want to go on a run, yeah, do that. Like, what it. do you you right. channel, right? Yeah. That, because, you know, and then if, if you have to process it through that process, do it. But don't join somebody who also is like, it's like, you know, you have no aim and you have no goal and you are running, uh, wasting your energy on doing something
0: that doesn't help anyone and and that's how mobs happen and that's how you know gangs form and that's how like these people that assaulted your family they've got all this rage and this righteousness that they think they can just go in and do whatever the hell they please because they haven't they don't deal with anything they have no intellect to think through how to get the things they want so they're just going to go take it and you know it's 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 in this country, it's white supremacy, you know, it's all these people that just like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. But these people, these people are angry people. These, these are people that don't sit with themselves and ask themselves questions. And why, why do I, you know, we could have a whole podcast about this. <laughs> so yeah, so life, life is hard for everyone, but the one who
1: creates a mess like you're talking about like the one who makes who doesn't handle gracefully then what they do they make their life harder and then they make everybody else's life harder whom they are touching on and then at the end of the day you're creating ripple effects that are not going to ultimately help you deep down you're not going to be happy even these people who did what they did i don't
0: think that they're deep down happy
1: people oh, they're not they happy do,
0: no right? I, and the people the people that are the most violent and the people that are the most angry or, you know, those, those are the people that are holding the most hurt inside of them. That's why they do what they do. Um, They, they're, they're incredibly, underneath it all, it's pain because you don't do those things. If you, if you're loving and you love other people, you don't do those things. So people that go out and harm other people, they're suffering. That's suffering now. And and, and they're going to inflict suffering on other people. If you love yourself, you you give love to other people. You inflict love on other people. How wonderful is that? So exactly. I think we need to keep in mind with when we see these hatreds, that person is doing a lot of suffering. And what have they been through that's caused them to do that, to be that? What have right. they been taught? You know, we don't we don't want to give compassion to the people who commit these things. And I'm not asking you to give compassion and I'm not, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you there's, there's a perspective of this to look at because think about what it would have taken for you to be that person. What? Cause when they're born, they're not born with that hatred. It is taught. Right. It is taught. Right. And it's exemplified to them. So, You know, I I, there is a part of me when I hear these horror stories and everybody's everybody's thoughts are going toward the victims. And believe me, mine does, too. I mean, but there's a part of me that goes, wow, what did that person go through that they could actually go out there and do that to humans? You know? Oh, yeah.
1: And now I am like, you know, when you start understanding the whole you know, like everything affects everything, right? Cause and effect and the fractal existence of us. I was like actually thinking about them. I was thinking that my God, the type of ripple effect they're creating is not good for them. And it's gonna affect the people that they truly love too in their It's gonna affect them. So in a way, like, I mean, I mean, you know, of course they're able to sleep with them because they don't have that conscious uh, awareness that we have, but at the same point they don't realize but subconsciously they're gonna keep running into situation that will not make them feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's a it's a ripple effect that is not something we want to create, and it's something if people can become aware of, maybe they can truly.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you can, if if we can, it. if we can think about the people who do these acts and, and actually say, well, what caused them to do this? Why did they do this? Then maybe we can figure out a way to keep people from being raised that way, from being affected that way, and then we don't have these. Things thing, these things happen or as many of these things happen. I mean, you, we have to put measures in, in place to protect everyone and, and especially children. But at the same time, we need to figure out how to keep it from happening in the first oh, place. Yeah, you know? because there is an unbalance
1: right at the systematic level that creates these people and yeah. creates these scenarios.
0: Sure. And it's not just mental health. It, it starts... It starts early. It, it's abuse. There's there's generally abuse involved. There's there's isolation. There's a lot of things that are involved with people that do these things. But I think our point today, before we close here, is everybody. Life can be hard. It really can. And and even though your life is yours. Keep in mind there's over seven billion other people in the world or something like that. (laughs) And their lives are hard too. And although our worlds tend to generally spin around our lives, we have to realize that we were put here to be a part of something much bigger. And we're here to help each other and we're here to have compassion for one another. And if you give that out, you will get it in return and we need it in this life. We need people in this life. So although life is hard, keep a good attitude about it and never, never get down on yourself too much. You know, keep, keep, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward.
1: Yes. Self-love and self-reflection is needed more so knowing that life is hard. So that's can too. also be helpful to other people. Yeah, right? but it's because you have to put your oxygen mask yourself first right. before you can help anyone else. But life is beautiful too. You know. Life is beautiful too and of course we're going to make sure that we complement the next part with yeah, that. But is at the beautiful end of the day too. we are basically an example of life is beautiful because life is hard but what you make of it is what makes life beautiful.
0: Everything so be everything that lives has to go through some struggle. A plant has to break through, you know, the dirt to get there. It has to survive the elements. Everything that is living has struggle.
1: Yeah. Pressure is what makes the
0: diamond yeah. happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's okay. Transformation. All right. Well, is should, should I do you have any, any last thing to add? I guess uh basically I said it that life is hard, however, how we
1: how we handle life is what makes life beautiful. so we have to definitely keep on being conscious, quantum being and uh, we have to share our compassion with
0: others, especially when they need it more yeah. than ourselves. Yes, 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 for sure. all right, thank you you're welcome, you're welcome and um good, good positive thoughts and prayers for this family. I hope they recover yes. quickly and 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 get through this without being fearful. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. That. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us and we will um, this will be on remember we have our YouTube channel which you'll be watching this on and it's SheSalt. Uh, but also remember to check out our other things that we have going on. Shanaz has her website which is sheazzo.com right?
1: Yes. Okay. And I also wanted to just make a quick announcement that I'm doing a zoom, a uh, quantum human workshop in August. So if anybody's
0: interested, they just have to go to the website and contact me. Okay. All right. So be sure to do that. And I have a yoga channel out, I will still be putting things out even while I'm going through this. Uh, I have some videos, say, from when we were on the road. And I'm also going to add other things, maybe breaking down particular postures and poses and doing tutorials and things like that. So that's Yoga with Kathy Lighton. And we'll keep doing this weekly and get them out. So everybody, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please like and follow the podcast and share it. Um, that's important. You can find us on any of the podcast forums. Uh, We've got Spotify. uh, We're on YouTube. We've got Apple. We've got Google. We've got Podbeam, uh, pretty much Stitcher. I think any of them you can find us on. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. Namaste, everybody. See you next time.